0: How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Sci Show podcast, episode 49.
1: Oh man, we're getting there.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I feel like that's your like
1: the natural reaction you always
0: do. You always have to are getting there.
1: I've run out of reactions to you say the episode number and it's usually like, wow, we've made it like that far. It'd be funny maybe like one of these
0: weeks to just (laughs) jump straight into like, Zeke, what have you watched this week? I'll be like, (laughs) ah, what what do I say?
1: (laughs) Whoa, throw you off guard.
0: Completely broke. I I wouldn't do that to you. No, because we really worked out a formula. I feel like people I could know. just pre-record the soundbite and we could just insert it before the start I know. of the show. We
1: can basically create an entire performance based on the episodes we've already done, much like what the Film of the Week did.
0: Oh! Oh! That's a good tease. Thank you. You did a tease. I didn't do the tease this week. You did the tease. I
1: see. We're, we're mixing it up. I'm pulling a Ryan Johnson as bad boy. How are you, Zeke? I'm <laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> oh, boy, this is going uh, to be an interesting this episode. This is going to be an interesting... Um, uh, hopefully... Here's the thing, because last week we did Jojo Rabbit. Yep. And it ended up being our longest episode by like 42 seconds. No prediction. Which shocked me. Yeah. Especially because, A, it wasn't like an Avengers Endgame type of big... Blockbuster mm-hmm. film that we wanted to talk extensively about, but also we didn't have a guest on. No, usually we have a guest on, that's the reason it goes on two hours. Because you have a third
0: opinion, third, yeah, yeah. the talking point, third it's amount like, of films to
1: watch exactly in this first half of the show? So, yeah, it was kind of shocking. And hopefully, based on this debate, that will it's gonna be less of the debate than I think it will be. I think so too. Yeah,
0: Um. there's there, this will be much more cooler than The Last Jedi debate from the infamous... The blue, the
1: blue Velvet show. Yeah,
0: exactly. The Lost Tapes. The Lost Tapes. If um, you will. No, I've been good. Um, I've, I've been really good. I mean, I'm going away in a week. Yeah, uh, you're
1: travelling. Do we want to talk about that up
0: front? Yeah, we might as well open yeah. up with that before yeah. we go into the rest of the show.
1: Sweet. Well, tell us where you're travelling, how long are you travelling for? So,
0: I'm going for just over six weeks to Ooh. Canada and New York, um, I'm off to go snowboarding, uh, catch up with my girlfriend who lives over there and oh, I can see Jack so smiling at me. It's so sweet. Um, and yeah, just spend the new, the new start to the new
1: decade in a different... Man. You know, you've developed as a character in this show. From episode one, <laughs> episode 49, you've developed as a character. i like art. some character... Oh, sorry, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> but... No, that's awesome. Yeah, but, so um, it's just going to be really fun.
0: Um, so obviously... We are not going to leave our fans in the dark, and we're going Mm. to... Unlike
1: some... Never mind.
0: (laughs) We always promise a weekly show, Mm. and we plan to deliver this, so obviously I told Jake very early, like probably in October.
1: Wait, like June or May we made this decision. Yeah, it was like we have to do
0: pre-records for Mm. each week, and we'll try and make them as dynamic as possible, so we all thought about what we were supposed to how we were going to make them dynamic, because obviously Mm -hmm. you lose a critical part of our show, which the first bit is the weekly update and then the career update. There's no way we can do those in a pre-record environment. But we've thought of a couple of different alternatives. Unique ways to do it, yeah. um, And I think all of them have their own fun little games and also fun little... uh, Discussions Discussions, yeah. Definitely. um, For the next six episodes after this one... They will all be pre-recorded. They'll all say at the start of the shows with their own little
1: unique uh, (laughs) introductions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they were really fun to make. Yeah, no, that was, it was really cool because it was, obviously we wanted to, it was either that to pre-record the next six episodes. So, after this, from 50 to 55, we've already recorded them. They're already edited and, and scheduled to go live. Uh, which is awesome, but yeah. obviously it was a bit taxing us because we had to record those alongside the weekly show. Yeah, so, so often you end that was up crazy. doing
0: three shows a week. Yeah. And some of them, <laughs> like, you would think because they're pre-recorded and we lose those critical sections that... Yeah, that'll be shorter. ...shorter episodes. And some of them are... Wait, what is the shortest One episode. is the shortest. But some of sure. them are, like, either longer than some of the weekly shows yeah, or, yeah. like... Long, it just depends on the
1: conversation we had in the first half, which varied in, in size and scope. and Yeah, but, but they're uh, all
0: really good discussions. So. Yeah. And
1: I think it will create a bit of variety in the show, as opposed to kind of bucket listing our films to watch sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It gives a bit more variety. And then by the time you come back in, I guess, February, yeah. we'll be fresh to, to go back into what we've been doing over the summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it'll be a good... It'll be a good break for mm. both of us too, I think, uh, having that, like, just that six weeks of letting our voices rest a little bit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Making sure we don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't the voice. Exactly. And and when we come back, uh, the first episode we come back is actually our graduation day. Yeah, which we realised quite late. <laughs> so the press is like, oh, wow. I, and that'll be a really cool episode, whatever we're yeah. doing on that episode.
1: Well, it'll be a nice milestone because, at least to me, it would sort of feel like our triumphant Return. Yeah. We've already talked about where our season cutoffs are. I mean, we don't do this show in seasons. No, but there's a... years. Yeah, is hopefully exactly. The way to go. But um, I mean, this will be this is the last show of the year we're recording. Yeah, it's not the last one that goes out. We got one more, the, just before the end of the year. We're very appropriate discussion. Yes, uh, to lead us into the new decade. But um, it's going to be nice that our return in February. And again, you mm. will get episodes every week. But our return, the two of us is on the day we graduate, which is yeah, exactly. a nice sort of stepping stone into the next chapter of our Conversations lives. are
0: still of the same calibre as yep. the uh, the weeklies. It's just we had to obviously do this. Otherwise, you weren't going to get episodes for six weeks.
1: Exactly. That was the alternative, and we wanted to give you guys the content. So exactly. There you go. But All branching right. back to the present. Yeah, let's let's get into the show, that, the meat. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: okay, I've had a pretty relatively light week. Uh, I've been focusing a lot on John Apatow, comedies which uh interesting yeah uh so i watched 40 year old virgin in response to you watching it the previous week right yeah yeah yeah.
1: uh still holds up it's fun i think it does it's it's still funny it's i i like i said last week i think it balances the um the pedestal that it holds sex in but also challenging that pedestal Mm -hmm. and i think it finds a nice balance with that so
0: yeah i had a lot of fun with it um other than that, I really just revisit, I revisited Knocked Up, not a big fan of Knocked Up, still Yeah, it's standby. not as good. It's not as good Not as good. Uh, and then I managed to catch probably the most important thing I caught this week, other than the film of the week, was probably the first episode of The Witcher came out.
1: Right. So that was the, this morning you watched it. Yes. So right. very hot take.
0: Very hot it was, take. It was fun. It was fun. It was actually something I've got to look forward to watching the rest of the show of, I think. There you go. Because it was, it was solid Harry Cavill's pretty perfect casting i've Mm. never been a huge player of the witcher games like Mm. i've tried but they're always so complicated they seem
1: huge and i've never played any of them Mm. i know the third one was massive in fact i think i bought like one of my younger friends with the witcher 3 Mm -hmm. uh, because it was rated r over here so i had to buy it for one of my friends who was like under 18 at the time and um, yeah.
0: yeah i've never been a huge fan of it but i'm always good for a fantasy world i think uh there needs to be more fantasy variety around, because even in the realms of sci-fi fantasy or medieval fantasy, <laughs> we need to have a bit more variety. And then I also rewatched the first episode of Firefly last night after we got oh. back from the movie of the week.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because I needed
0: to have some optimistic thoughts about sci-fi fiction.
1: <laughs> well, my optimistic return home last night was to see there's a new trailer for Tenet out, a Christopher Nolan film. What's it about? Um, uh, well, it's a Christopher Nolan film, and, uh, so it's a little hard to, like, but based what I got from the trailer, it looks like it's kind of pulling a memento again with time manipulation, mm. but it seems really interesting, it looks okay. really cool, but, um...
0: I mean, I'm gonna watch it, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'd say watch the trailer, Okay, because it's, it's very vague, it's very, like, this is that, but you get a little glimpse at, you know, Michael Caine's, uh, role, you get a glimpse at Robert Pattinson's role, mm. uh... And I don't remember who the de- main dude is. I think his surname's Washington, I think. But he, he looks cool. What, Denzel Washington? No, 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 not Denzel. It's like John something Washington. I don't or know. Or like his son? It might actually be his son. That actually makes sense. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, take a quick look. at It's a Tenet from Chris Nolan. Uh, that trailer looked pretty cool. And they also put out a new BoJack trailer, like a reflective trailer. To oh, really? into the new last season. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to break me. This is going to... And there's a little... John called-
0: David Washington, who is... Called it. Uh, do, 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 do. Is, he, is his son?
1: That'd be cool if it was his son. Yeah. Hey, look at that. He looks great in it too, but um, that tenant trailer looks great. Well, and well, the Bojack it... trailer looks great too. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't
0: need to see a Bojack trailer though, because I'm going to yeah. watch the show.
1: That's fair. I mean, it's mostly like reflective. That like, comes it's at the end of January, right?
0: Yes. Ooh, that's going to be a hot comeback episode.
1: Yeah, well, we will come back after. Um. So, yeah, we won't be able to talk about it until probably our return... That's good because we wouldn't
0: talk about it the week art like the week of. Or the yeah, week that's out. true. You're giving a good time for spoiler cooling coolage.
1: Yeah, so because I think it would come out just bef- between forty four and f- sorry fifty four and fifty five. Yeah. So, so by we'll the time we get back. to fifty six, we'll yeah. be
0: pretty comfy to talk about that because I like people that. have time to watch it.
1: There you go. Beautiful. So. But yeah, um, but was that it for you? In... And yeah. yeah, pretty much pretty pretty
0: chill week for me. Um, it's just been. Um, pretty hectic, like, I work a lot, so...
1: Yeah, you've been working a lot this so,
0: week. So, it's, it's kind of the, the gear up between that and... But watching those movies is, is always fine, and then, you know, trying to, like, fit in some of the other stuff that we've had to put in, and, but, yeah, right, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. haven't watched the latest episode of Mandalorian, so I'll be going home and watching that, too.
1: Nice, get more of that baby Yoda fix.
0: You know, it's funny, it's like, I mean... I don't want to talk too much about the film of the week, but obviously we saw it like with, that, with my brother last night, and he, yeah, he yeah. brought up the fact that he thinks The Mandalorian's really good. I don't think The Mandalorian's great. I think it's fine. It's really not hit that gear where I'm like, this is a really good show. Because right. I just think of Netflix or streaming service platform originals, and the ones that got me hooked were more like... Honestly, if I'd seen True Detective on HBO, I would have been like, "Like, that's a good example of like right. a mini se- like a series that was really good, like straight off the bat." Like,
1: I think it's rarer than people remember, like a first yeah. season being like immensely good. I didn't remember Daredevil
0: being particularly great. Mm. It was fine. It was like, eh. like I have had that reaction a lot with the original season. Thirteen Reasons Why. I know, like when that one came out, it was controversial, but it got relatively positive. I think feedback.
1: people just into it for the discussion. Yeah, I think Stranger Things is a better example of a show that lends itself towards a mini series, and it's mm. it's not a bad like continuous show, but that I, first I, season's probably still the best. You reckon? Yeah, I guess. I think the third
0: season might be my favorite. The First season's be... fine, but I think the third season's the funnest. It takes it doesn't take itself too seriously.
1: Uh, the third season's the easiest to get through. I think. Yeah, but I remember when I binged it, I was like, "This is easier to get through than any of the other seasons." But yeah. But I think that's a good example. Like, we forget that the first season doesn't need to be the best. No. Usually isn't.
0: Normally, so. you'd say a second or a third season are the best. Yeah. Generally, generally speaking.
1: Well, it goes one way or the other. It's very rare that the show gets better or gets worse. And the, like even like the Breaking Bad effect, people have different answers on that. Mm. Some people think the first season is the best, which is absurd to me. Yeah. But I the, get it.
0: Or the fourth season, right? That's the...
1: Yeah, fourth season is probably the best, best crafted season, because mm. people poke holes at fifth season in terms of, like, introducing new villains, kind of, and mm. like, ah, oh, we got to deal with this now, like, I get, I get that being sort of a con, but mm-hmm. it just depends, you know, season one, is it the best, season one, is it the worst? Interesting
0: I to, I gotta keep going, to I'm them. into the second season now of that show, but I never... Which show? Uh, Breaking Bad again. Like oh, you're rewatching it. Yeah, I mean, I tried to when El Camino came out and that's slow oh, up. There
1: was no time, yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, that's what. What about you? What have you, what have you been Um watching?
1: Well, much like you went in a Judd Apatow sort of binge, I actually went in a bit more of a Kevin Smith binge mm-hmm. uh, in contrast to that. So I watched Clerks 2, Chasing Amy, and Dogma. And the only film of these I've seen prior is uh, Clerks, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good. Yeah. And out of those three films, the only one I didn't like was actually the sequel to Clerks 2. Really? Yeah, I thought it was very. Uh, look, I think the thing is the first one I thought was very clever, because you buy into the you know, the day in the life of a clerk mm-hmm. and the the mundane of that, but also how kind of grueling it is him having to put up with so much stupidity and all the yeah. crap on his day to day. And I thought it was a very clever sort of small film to to dig at that. Mm-hmm. And I think the self the second one was a little too self congratulatory with it, like really? it relies too much on hey you like these characters so let's let's move these characters over. And like now the film's in color and they're in a burger joint or whatever. And like, there's this whole side thing with him. And I don't know. I just didn't really buy any of it. Like it was a nice flashier version. Mm-hmm. It was good to see like, okay, the production value yeah, up. It's up. in color. It looks nice. Some of the shots are really cool. Mm-hmm. Like the use of camera and stuff. I mean, I dig this Kevin Smith, good director, but um, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't deal with, uh, I'm trying to find my notes right now. <laughs> But I think I think it loses the ratio between the like the clever side of the mundane and then the lazy sort of side of where it's like oh, yeah. here's twenty minutes of them debating about Absolutely. Star Wars and there's even a scene where there's like bestiality stuff going on. I was like okay this is bordering this is bordering towards the ugh, territory. Yeah, that's fair. Where I was like ah oh, this humor sucks. But then on the flip side I watched something like Chasing Amy and that blew me away. I was like wow this is like really good. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's it's Ben Affleck, and he's sort of kind of chasing this girl who's not actually named name. I'm trying to remember her name, actually, in the film, but it turns out that she's gay, and it becomes oh. more about this sort of friendship that they have, even though he's still kind of in love with her, But and it, it becomes like this sort of entanglement. I actually thought it was really clever mm. for a 1997 film, much in the vein that, Brokeback Mountain for 2005, I thought was quite progressive for that time. I thought this is kind of progressive in a certain way. Definitely right, well, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, it, I thought it was quite interesting. Even just the way they did their film references was way cleverer in mm-hmm. this film. Like in Clerks, it's like, oh, they're going to have a debate about the Death Star and like this specific scene from this Star Wars movie. And it's all it's all in dialogue and it's all just kind of back and forth discussion. Right. And then Clerks 2 takes that to a whole new level where I was like, no, nah, it's not working for me than Chasing Amy, they're way more clever. There's, like, a scene when uh, these two characters are, like, they're talking about sex stories mm-hmm. and then they start showing each other scars. I'm like, oh, well, I did this falling out of bed here. Or, the, you know, we jumped out of the cut, and did, like, all these mm. funny stories. And halfway I'm like, shit, this is Jaws. When they're comparing scars. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's so clever. Like, that's, and even, like, some of the piece to camera, I'm like, that's do the right thing. But it's, it's way more cleverer in stuff like Chasing Amy. So I was like, okay, that's, I really dug it. Okay. I really dug it, but um that's probably my favorite. And Dogma. Uh Dogma, I watched it yesterday, I actually watched it right before we watched um the film of the week. And I thought it was quite good as well. It was very intelligent because that's all about like um religion and like um half the characters are, like playing angels and stuff mm-hmm. and then we have like an interpretation of God in the film. So and it literally has a warning at the front of like ah this is a comedy. Remember, don't get too upset. <laughs> um, and I thought it was quite clever. I was, it was a little, like, I was surprised by how much I had to, like, follow. Mm-hmm. Like, it really... It doesn't expect you to have a, a true understanding of, like, the Bible and, like, a lot of the characters. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the angels and stuff like that, but it does kind of run away with it mm. to the point where I'm like, oh, geez, okay, I need to kind of keep a little sharp of who's who going on here.
0: Because there's a lot of moving, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces to it, but um, it was really fun. It was really enjoyable. Mm. And the cast was great. Like, you had... um. Obviously, like Kevin Smith and stuffs in it, but then Ben Affleck and Matt Damon they play like the two angels that are trying to get back into heaven through this loophole. Then you have um, Alan Rickman who's playing like one of the other sort of—he's the voice of God, mm-hmm. so he's kind of like the second hand man. He's talking to the main chick who's meant to like stop Ben Affleck and Matt Damon from doing this thing, and it's—it's it's just a lot of fun. Okay, but um, no, I you really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It kind of—you can't let the look of it get away because obviously there's a lot of apocalyptic. Sort of visuals they've got that very kind of clunky. Yeah, it looks it's like this looks like an epic movie, you know, like they're really cheap knockoff mm. films. But it's way smarter than that. So, okay, so maybe I'll um,
0: revisit. I'll I'll visit. I've never watched it. Have never you watched, watched any of those films? Like no, well? none no. of those. Chasing Amy, I almost watched. That's the only one there. I
1: mean, yeah, I think Chasing Amy is probably the best one there. Like, there's mm. some honest to god good performances. I can't tell. Ben, we were talking about this. I can't tell if Ben Affleck's a good actor or not in these. <laughs> Cause like he's fine When he's doing dialogue And stuff like that But then when a scene Comes up where he has to like It's like a cutaway <laughs> Of him like laughing Or reacting to something It just looks so It's like oh yeah Kids Feels like kids made this You know Cause it's like They're overacting like, Ha yeah. ha ha And it's like I don't know what's going on I like Ben Affleck But that was a weird Yeah I've always been On the fence with him Sort of nugget But a couple of other things I caught was Little Miss Sunshine Which oh, You were so talking good. about to me It's oh my god This was so amazing
0: good. I think I watched this for the first time earlier this year, very early this year, or maybe late last year, right? One or the other. And jeez, what a what a great film!
1: Would it ended up in your three sixty five challenge? Like early oh, check? There? Yeah, have a little have a little check actually, because I'm curious. So this, the reason I jumped into this because I watched Battle of the Sexes uh, last week, which was yeah. Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris. Uh, and I said in that episode, I could tell they were good directors, even though they didn't know what to do with the tennis portion of that film. Uh, and then watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they they are fantastic directors, and the script as well. I think the script actually won, um, Academy Award. But the script's amazing. The casting's amazing. Like mm. Paul Dano's great in this. Um, bloody Tony, anything Tony Collette's in is like amazing at this point. At least if it's like an indie darling that she's like a lead in. If it's, it's something like Velvet yeah, Buzzsaw, right. it doesn't work. But, yeah, with this and Muriel's wedding, I'm like, oh, God, she's incredible. Uh, yeah, no, I, I dug this movie. I thought it was amazing. So much, like, heart to it. It's just such a clever mm. script. But, yeah. You know what else they did? I didn't know this at the time, but they did the the Paul Rudd Living With Yourself show. Like, they directed every episode from that show. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And that's pretty much it. They did this film and that show and Battle of Sexes. That's like... I think they did one other film. But like, that's that's their category for the last, like, 15 years.
0: Yes. It doesn't look like it's coming up on my... Uh, like, it might like, have been just, like, late last year. But... Yeah,
1: like, late 2018 or something like that.
0: But, yeah, it's a really good film. There's some great performances in this. Carell is awesome. Carell's amazing in this, too. He's really good.
1: Man, just... Because, like, that, that whole concept... Because, obviously, he's walking around and he's got the the bandages around his wrist the whole time, like the whole movie. And every time, man, it's like, oh, it's just, it's that constant reminder. There's this little clever detail of like the bandages never leave. Mm. Then he's always wearing them. Like just, ah, it's so good. Yeah. I really like the
0: the design of each character in this Mm. film. It's, uh, it's everything about it. It was, it's funny. It's, it works that perfect mix of comedy and tragedy. Oh, definitely. It was hilarious. Yeah, I think everyone's performance in it is really good. Yeah. So.
1: I was glad that it was, like, a grouped thing. Yeah. Like, when it started, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be, like, burn after reading where all the characters are split and I have to keep track. And it's like, oh, no, 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 they're all together. They're yeah, all a big family. Team. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. To a beauty pageant. <laughs> yeah. And I always I always get a little giddy when I hear a song in a film that I, I know the song before I see the film. It's oh, like really? like, when they first take off on the trip, a song called Chicago starts. Mm-hmm. And I love that song The death. It's on my Spotify. And then it started click, And the opening, like, little notes, it's like, dun, dun. I was like, no, no. And then it plays. I'm like, ah, it just raises my bar up here, you know. I always get giddy. Um, but anyway, I watched one other thing mm-hmm. that I think we talked about a little off the show. But I've been talking about it for ages. I've been talking yeah. about all year I wanted to watch this movie. That everyone's like, Jack, why, why do you want to watch this movie? It looks stupid. I watched Good Boys. Finally. Oh, it's just yeah. Why
0: did you want to watch it? I
1: mean, it looks funny. It, it looks funny, man. It looked, yeah, anyway, sure. I watched it and yeah, I thought it was actually quite funny. There was a lot of parts I was laughing. I was like losing and laughing. Oh. Because here's the thing. I was. This I, is a Seth Rogan one, right? I think I think he was involved because he's he's in that trailer they did mm. where he's telling the free kids they're not allowed to watch the trailer for the movie. Because oh, they're like, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was clever. But um, no, I like it. It was very similar to Shazam where we found Shazam somewhat funny because the premise of the kid in the adult body, like, that's a funny premise, and they utilize it. Mm. Much like these kids, like, a bunch of 11-, 12-year-old kids being, like, foul as hell is also very funny at times. Like, just as like, oh, just Jeremy over there, he's never, no one's taken more than three sips of that beer before. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, the, the goal there, and then that's, like, a big payoff moment is when one of the kids takes four sips of beer, and everyone's like, ah! Like, just stuff like that's funny. And I loved how focused it was.
0: The trailer, I always remember being like kind of a weird, hot mess because they just felt like they were just doing things, were just happening. Yeah.
1: But here's, you're right. It does look like a random, like, oh, here's stuff happening. But the film is actually surprisingly focused. Oh, interesting. Like, there is a plot to it where basically. Um, the main kid has like a crush on this girl and mm-hmm. they're all invited to this kissing party they're going to have. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get to kiss the girl sort of thing. So what they do is in an attempt to learn how to kiss, they end up stealing the dad's drone that, you know, the drone's off limits and allowed to touch the mm-hmm. drone to spy on these two neighbor girls who they think are going to start kissing. The girls see the drone, like snatch it out so that the drone like starts flying around. They they stomp on it with the... It doesn't matter. They, they get the it. drone. Yeah, they Well, they didn't destroy it, but they get a hold of it. Yeah. So now they've got the drone, but the kids in an attempt to get it back, they now grabbed the molly. So they got the drugs that the girls want to use for a party they're going to later tonight. Huh. So now they've got this tug and pull of the kids have their drugs and she, the girls have their drugs. Why don't they just swap them? No, well, they try to, but then things keep, like, happening.
0: Mm. And
1: it's 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 surprisingly focused. There is, like, a plot, and that's kind of the through line is they need to get the drone back from these girls so he doesn't get in trouble from his dad and then also get to the party. Okay. Because then the dad will ground him and he can't go to the party. So there is, like, it all makes sense. The plot all makes sense. And I was laughing, so that's why I get like... So it's like, like an inappropriate diary of a wimpy kid. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> that's kind of... That's actually really good. In fact, you know what? I love that you bring up because, like, it could have done with more Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Because there was a sp- specific scene where, like, the kid's debating to take the drone from his dad. And each kid's on, like, each shoulder, like, saying, like, oh, do it. No, don't do it. And it's the literal angel and devil on the yeah. shoulder. And I was thinking, like, why don't you do, like, a little animated, like, pull a, pull a Diary of Wimpy Kid, even, mm-hmm. like, even disconnect it. Like, just do a little cartoon thing over them to make it just that much more clear what's going on. Yeah. Do the so. Emperor's
0: New Groove thing with Kronk. Yeah. <laughs> so... What a, what a banger! What a banging movie! Well, um, oh, that's fair. That's no, just...
1: I, I enjoyed the film, but it was a solid three stars because it all works and it's funny. It's it's a good. We should watch it. It's competent. It's competent, exactly.
0: If, as long as you get a laugh out of a movie like that, that's the, that's the main point, I think.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful.
0: No worries. Well, if that's all you have to talk about. That's all
1: I've seen for the week. Do you have any
0: career updates you'd um, like to talk
1: about? I would like to I would like to mention one thing really quickly. Okay. And then if it's all right with you, I'd love to give another award season update. Okay. Not as long as last week. Don't yeah. worry. But uh, I mentioned it now. We are in the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. So Disconnected is currently half price. If you go on the website, you can buy it for $10 instead of 20 up until January 1st. Uh, Zeke's doing a eyebrow thing right now. Very sad. I feel like you forget gets an audio only podcast sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> we need a camera just on you. Just me doing my facial reactions. Yeah. Like... like I don't do anything interesting on here, but like you always do something interesting. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um <laughs> yes, check it out. But, Ten um... bucks.
0: I already got a DVD. So Yeah,
1: no, you're good. You're good. You got your happy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah until show the end it of... to like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it? more people are seeing the film for you than me at this point. Probably. <laughs> Probably fair. Uh, but um, yeah so until the end of January 1st you can buy it half price on Uh so check it out now again uh, we talked a bit about this last week again we're not going to be able to talk about any award stuff for the next six weeks because of the pre-records in fact I learned that by the time we go to record our next episode not only will the Oscar nominations be up but the award ceremony would have actually happened there you go so the next time we can talk about any of this is after the Academy Awards so that's crazy yeah, I was a little like, oh jeez, when I cuz they're doing it early next mm. year. It's it's usually later in February Yeah, yeah later in February generally. Yeah. um apparently they're doing it earlier this time. All right, so what the uh, academy has done, they've put out their shortlists uh for several categories, none of the bigger ones and none like the best picture or the best actor. None mm. of that's out there, but some of the more sort of um smaller categories have their shortlists. So what mm-hmm. this is is like 10 to 15 of the films that potentially will end up in their final yeah. sort of run. So uh, everything in this list is eligible, but not everything will make the final mm-hmm. cut. So I'm going to read a few of these out to you and get your thoughts on this. Uh, so for documentary feature, we have a bunch of films here. We have um, Advocate, American Factory, The Apollo, Apollo 11, a lot of space stuff this year, eh? Uh, Aquella the biggest little farm the cave the edge of democracy for Sama or Sama which we talked about um coming out the mm-hmm. great hack honeyland knock down the house maiden midnight family and one child nation biggest miss here is fire where's fire yeah right i'm annoyed and did tower come out this year no that was uh, last okay. year the year before did it get nominated for anything yeah i think so yeah, okay yeah. cool cool well i'm i'm annoyed that fires in there um, I liked um, Shirkers, that docker that's on Netflix, um, but it was definitely- Fire's
0: think Fire, is a, that's a big snub.
1: Yeah, that's a huge snub. And even the only reason I mentioned Shirkers is because of the great hacks in here, which I have seen, and I didn't think it was that great. So, really? Yeah, I understand it being in the shortlist, but if that's in the shortlist, why is Shirkers not on the shortlist? And that's why fair. is Fire especially not on the shortlist? Yeah, Fire's
0: a big, that's a big-
1: That's a big I, snub. I really enjoyed Fire. I think Fire's amazing. Yeah. So well done, that doc. Paced really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. i got to watch it again. I'm just yeah. I'm excited to watch it again. <laughs> All right. For, I believe, the music original score category, mm-hmm. some interesting picks in here. So you have Avengers Endgame, Bombshell, The Farewell, Ford vs. Ferrari, Frozen 2, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, The King, Little Women, Marriage Story, Motherless Brooklyn, 1917, Pain and Glory, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Us.
0: I'd either give it to I really like the music in either us or
1: I don't remember the music from us.
0: It's pretty Jack would just come crashing through a wall if you said that. <laughs> He's like what? It's like a lot of like really sharp strings.
1: I, I feel like I remember the trailer music.
0: Um what was the other one in there? You
1: rattled um, them off. I think Avengers Endgames. Fine. Jojo. I really have it here, Jojo's name. Yeah, there. Jojo I feel I feel like that should get I like... Yeah, I guess I like the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Yeah,
0: like all of the German remixes of songs. Oh, yeah.
1: There's like four
0: or five in there that are in German, I think. Yeah.
1: I think I forgot to mention it in last week's show, but I love... You're right, the use of contemporary music in a film that takes place in the 40s. But it
0: has that German spin on it. Yeah.
1: I love... Yeah. No, fair enough. You know what? I'll I'll give you that. um I think out of this collection... Because my my thing going into and of course Star Wars getting a nod yeah uh, which of course but uh, we'll get into that it's the same
0: thing with Endgame getting a nod it's like just because yeah there's but Endgame
1: has that one the the portals track which I think everyone loves it's when remember. it's when it's when everyone appears at the end oh okay. like everyone love and I I love it too I love that like that one specific cue <laughs> but I can see why it's in here it probably will end up getting nominated just because yeah. it's closer to a technical award than some of the other like best director yeah. and stuff. The other, because my, going into this, my uh, thinking was that the two best soundtracks I've heard all year was Joker and The Irishman, and The Irishman is not in the shortlist. Joker what's though? Joker is, yes. Gonna I think Joker it, should yeah. win. I honestly think that's the best yeah. soundtrack I've heard all year. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like, yeah, The
0: Irishman had a pretty good soundtrack too. Marriage Story did too. Had a real simple one.
1: Yeah, the, um, like, what did I say with, um? God, I keep forgetting his name.
0: Adam Drava or...
1: No, 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 the music. um...
0: Oh, the composer
1: of... Yeah, the Toy Story Story dude. Oh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman, that's it. I keep forgetting his name. uh, I'm coming around on his soundtrack. I wasn't a huge fan of it the first time I watched that film, Mm. but it works. It works for what it is, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think Joker should
0: win. Joker's probably a shoe-in for the win there.
1: But yeah, and I don't mind like Endgame and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Um, all right, and then we've got a music for original song, which I'll just quickly go through. I don't think any of us really care about mm-hmm. that. You've got Speechless from Aladdin, Letter to My Godfather from The Black Godfather, I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, uh, Da Bronx from The Bronx, USA, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, Stand Up from Harriet, Catchy Song from the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Have, you've seen part two, yet? Yeah? No. No? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Find the name of the song funny. <laughs> yeah, catchy song. It's very meta, that film. Uh, Never Too Late from The Lion King, Spirit from The Lion King, Daily Battles from Motherless Brooklyn, A Glass of Soju from Parasite. I'm trying to remember what that is. Maybe that's the song that the girl sings in the party at the end. I don't know. Uh, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. High Above the Water from uh, Tony Morrison, The Pieces I Am, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4, and Glasgow from Wild Rose. Yeah. Rocket man. Hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing with like Rocket Man and Lion. Are those all like original songs for the film, or are they just the same songs from the previous source material? I think. Well, for uh, the first
0: one I heard there that you said was from Aladdin, Speechless. That's not in the original. Oh, okay, okay. Movie. So maybe a lot of those thing. live action remakes add songs in. To yeah, Lion King tone. is
1: two films. In there are two songs in here, rather. I don't care about that category, mate. I don't want to. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to see Lion King or anything from that. Rocket Man, yeah. just
0: because I know it. Parasite, let's give Parasite another one.
1: Even Parasite, like, I'm actually struggling to remember what song that actually is. I'm guessing Mm. it's the one that's sung, like, in the uh, party. Mm. Like, there's a girl singing, uh, from memory, I think. I don't, you know what, I don't remember. Yeah, give it a rocket, man. That's a a category, it exists. Uh, Alright, I'm not going to do live-action short film, sorry, just because we haven't seen any of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Documentary short subject, same thing, we haven't seen any of those, so I'm going to... Forbode both that um, animated short. okay. I'll do makeup and hairstyling real quickly. Bombshell, Don't Mind is my name. Downtown Abbey, Joker, Judy, Little Women. Uh, I keep the Mistress of it. What is it? M- mouth Mouth. Oh my God! Why am I? Why am I stupid? Bloody! It's the name of the bloody franchise. Maleficent. Maleficent, okay. I keep wanting to say magnificent, but that's not the word. Huh. <laughs> 1917, once to put a time in Hollywood and Rocket Man. So the takeaways, there's a lot of um, like stuff based on true Actually, stories. like, like Dolomite pieces. for a pair of makeup okay. selling. Fair it's enough, kind of like yeah. That. It'd just be fun. They have a lot of like afros and stuff in that film. Right, yeah. I could see Rocket Man getting a bump once more yeah. time because they're period pieces. They're um, all period, the ones that we just listed. Yeah, that's true. Um, Joker, maybe, just because there's, there's a lot of clown makeup. Just just for a
0: nomination. I don't think i will win. Yeah. But, I um, think Just because you put a bit of makeup on a clown doesn't make that potentially good.
1: Yeah, I feel that. All right, let's do one more for visual effects. We've got Elite Battle Angel, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Cats... Hasn't that been getting shit for? Uh, Cats is getting horribly trashed right Isn't now. Isn't it getting, like, uh, remade being, or something? Yeah, they're sending another DCP over. They're pulling a Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> they're making a new, like, improved visual effects. It's literally a patch for a video game. <laughs> anyway, Cats, uh, Gemini Man, The Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Terminator Dark, Fate. Uh, The Lion King is getting... How can The Lion King be best animated film and have best visual effects at the same time?
0: That is bullshit. That is bullshit.
1: I don't think it's... They're two different things. We're talking about the Golden Globes and then the Academy, mm-hmm. technically speaking, but that is bullshit.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't mind... Uh,
1: out of that list I just read out?
0: I mean, leader looks pretty cool. Alita looks pretty cool would would be funny of a leader, won it? <laughs> that'd be interesting. I can't believe cats is in that category. How do you how do you what do you say to that?
1: I don't I don't know. Um yeah, I'm looking at this I haven't seen a lot of these films actually. And they but are trying
0: of, so hard with that film to try and what, cats? get people to watch it. Mm. Like they have put everyone in the cast out on runs <laughs> trying to be like, please, please, please watch,
1: this. watch this movie. I might just out of sheer curiosity if it's really as bad as it no. was saying it. Because the fact of the matter is it's based on a play that's based on a poem with no story or plot. Is that the whole... That's like what I'm reading. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber. So it's
0: like the All whole right. thing with him is he doesn't like people making films without him being involved, but he doesn't know how to make a film. It's the same problem that Phantom of the Opera when they made that about 15 uh, years ago had gotcha. where the film just get they got fucking Joel Schumacher to make it. And it's like the dude does not know how to make a movie. I'm sorry. Right, okay. Like the set pieces were flat, the lighting was flat, Gerard Butler can't
1: sing. Oh. Like Actually, I've heard this bits and cats as well of people who just can't sing. Why why them.
0: do people get cast if they can't sing? I don't know. Because they're a,
1: famous and people will watch their name on the screen. Yeah, I, I get that. To a, but, okay, but that doesn't
0: make sense for Gerard Butler because he wasn't even that big yeah, in 2004. Yeah, I know. I'm talking
1: about cats though. and Lion King. Just putting. Well, okay. But
0: you get Taylor Swift on one end who can sing. I don't like any of her songs, but I know right. she can sing. And you get that other chick. I uh, forget. I don't even really have the cast. Was it bloody? But, oh, it
1: was Rihanna in the Lion King who can sing but she can't act. Yeah, she was not good in that film. Yeah, but.
0: And I think that's the line. It's like, where do you go? But it's like, get the people like Seth, like, like, for example, in Lion King, Timon and Pumbaa, when they sing Akuna Matata, they don't actually have to be very good singers because it's kind of like...
1: in their character that they're just kind of...
0: Singing for fun. Yeah. It's a good example of like two people that didn't really know how to sing very well. Like, I don't think Seth Rogen knows how to sing, but if he sings and he's the voice of...
1: Yeah, Pumbaa. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's like, but it's in their character to sing, you know, not that great. Whereas like, yeah, exactly. You got to get like the main people to sing really well.
1: Like, With, um, was it Donald Glover in as Simba? Yeah, yeah. I I can't even remember. He was one of the other two. Like, I can't remember if he was a good singer but bad actor, or the other way around. Well, he can act. He just like, thing he can do both. But in that film, he's not good at one of those things because
0: he's a rapper. Right. I don't think it's like, and it's a different type of singing. I know people would get annoyed by that, but it's like a lot of Disney songs are like operatic numbers. They're numbers that are like very big, grandiose, swelling music. It's why Mm. princess ballads are like, they make fun of it. And they're they're now so self-aware that princesses have animal sidekicks and they need no man. It's so stupid.
1: (laughs) So back to special effects. uh, (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It's fine. I don't, I don't I don't know what. I just really don't care. I guess no, because I've seen a lot of these films, but I'm trying to figure what's doing that with the special effects. Irishman's not going to win because I didn't care, but a lot of people make fun of the Irishman's like face effects. Oh, it's fine. so I don't. Yeah, except, but I don't know. oh well, it was a really. That's the hmm. short list. I guess I don't know. That was a, that was a weak little. Yeah. Is that all? That's it for that's it for me on there. No. I just I. I thought I wanted to talk about it, but um, well, I guess it wasn't a lot too deep. I just wanted to talk about all the docos that got bloody yeah. pushed to the side. That was really all I cared about. But, That's okay. Um, you got that out there. Got it out there for the audience, for the fans. And now you're
0: fired up for our movie of the week. Let's do it. Jake, <laughs> what are we watching?
1: We're watching Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
0: Surviving Resistance faces the First Order once more as Rey, Finn and Poe Dameron's journey continues.
1: With the power and knowledge of generations behind them, the final battle commences. Well, the film was directed yeah. by
0: J.J. Abrams, story by George Lucas, based yeah, on the Star Wars go. film series. It was also written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio.
2: Mm.
1: So, last film in the, the saga... We, yep. we've, throughout the show, we're, well, what, 49 episodes in, we very much avoided too much Star Wars discussion, especially with the Disney sort of, this new trilogy Particularly that's now that, yeah. yeah, because, um, I think we, our opinions sort of align a little bit better with The Force Awakens, but we have drastically different opinions on mm-hmm. Rogue One, I really dislike that film, you love that film. Uh, and then vice versa for the last Jedi, you really despise that film, and I really mm. love the last Jedi. yeah, uh, which has sort of triggered our worries going into the rise of Skywalker. We saw it last night. we've slept in our forts. we're here now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this I can I can say easily that this is the only one of the three like main trilogy that mm. I despise what do, I don't despise it, but. It's not good. It's definitely no, not, it's, a good it's
0: not a good film. it's not a good film. That Chris Tirillo, uh the guy who co-wrote it with the J.J. J. J. Abrams, it, yep. he wrote Batman vs Superman, Justice League, this film, mm. and Argo.
1: How do you, go from, How do you Argo- go from Argo to any of the other ones you just read out? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, is yeah. it maybe by the fact that
0: uh, this guy is actually not a very good writer? Because... He at least co-wrote Argo with Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah, that's probably that's probably what saved that film. Yeah, probably maybe. Ben
0: Affleck was probably very particular about what he wanted.
1: Yeah. Look, look, I think this whole thing, the whole thing was like, and we inherently have to talk about this film today just because it's such a big deal. It's the final, and I think we're so glad that this is the final yeah, one. We don't have to do well, with this well, they anymore. say that,
0: but I'm pretty sure there's going to be an episode 10, 11, 12. Oh, there will be. So
1: This whole final part of the saga. It's like they said that 14 years ago the exact same thing. I
0: legitimately, after walking out of the cinema last night. Well,
1: you went I would, to watch
0: Firefly. <laughs> I went to watch Firefly, a show that needed a second season and never got it. And I used to, like, when that when everyone was like, oh, I never got a second season, I was like, well, it must not have been that good. But then when when I watched it for the first time, I was like, how did this not get a second season? Oh, I'm sorry. Still, <laughs> it still triggers me. See, Nathan Philly, is Nathan Philly in the bad guy in the new Wonder Woman movie? What? Maybe. I don't know. I think so. Um, Anyway, but back to this. Yeah, I went home and I just like... I literally was like, I actually want to pretend like 789 don't exist. (laughs) I want to live in a world... I can acknowledge the prequels' existence at least, but I think these three I'd rather forget. Because, like I said, so I watched episode 7 and episode 8... Back to back. Back to back. Yeah. Over the last two days leading up to watching this film, because I was like, I want to finish the trilogy by literally joining the trilogy together. Back to back to back. Have
1: that cohesion to it.
0: And the thing is, my opinions of Last Jedi and Force Awakens were exclusively mutual to the single film they were. Mm. I watched Last Jedi only once in the cinema and walked out and I hated it. And then I watched Force Awakens three times in the cinema and then Mm. probably once before Last Jedi and then haven't touched either of the films up until this point. Right. Nor have I watched them in close proximity to each other. Something occurred to me when I was watching them, Jake. I watched both, and I thought to myself, uh, I said this to you, so on my letterbox, Force Awakens was sitting on three and a half, and Last Jedi was sitting on two out Mm -hmm. of five. But by the end of watching both these films, (laughs) I gave Last Jedi a bump up to two and a half, and I actually dropped Force Awakens down to a three. Right. Because, and I think I think the core problem with all three films, and this one I haven't rated yet, but I'll probably end up giving it like a two, maybe a one and a half. I'm like oh my sitting goodness. around that area. Right. Maybe a two. It's probably as low as I can go with it. But the problem with these films is they all... Go because obviously JJ and Johnson have just gone against each other's ideas to the point where I feel Mm. like JJ gave Johnson a really bad hand in the first like Mm. in episode eight. Johnson's tried to do the best that he could with it, he's copped all the flack, which I think is kind of dog in its own right. Because if a director sets up a bunch of things without answering any questions and then hands me and tells me, Well, this she doesn't have any, um, she, I mean, is it? Well, like that's that's just, an episode. That's an eight episode eight. Like she doesn't have any yeah. parents,
1: right? And and then Ryan Johnson gets he has a to lot get... of crap for that decision that supposedly he made. Uh,
0: he made. Huh. I feel like that's the case of two children and one of them doing something wrong and, hand, and handing the the blame over to another child. It's like he did it all. <laughs> and and then it yeah. comes back to this film because this film, for the most part, spends so much time trying to retcon Episode Eight. Mm that each of these films had diminishing returns from the previous one because they were too busy trying to fix things that yeah. really didn't need fixing.
1: That's that's my biggest disappointment with this film is not even the film itself. I actually think... I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's a baby step away from being bad. Mm. But the worst thing about this film is it makes The Last Jedi worse for me. Yeah. Which is annoying because so many of the really cool decisions that were made in Last Jedi that I really love. I love so much of what The Last Jedi does. Mm-hmm. It Yeah, this film... Rise of Skywalker backpedals on a lot of his decisions, which I knew was going to do. I knew was going to do it because they're so sensitive about what fans want and face it, Star Wars fans, they're never going to be happy. I'm sorry. They're never going to be happy. So stop trying because look what happens now. It's even worse now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, when you listen to a fan it's the same, but that's the same principle with the MCU fans. They're never going to be completely satisfied, but for the most part, like, I
1: suppose, but they are though in that sense.
0: Oh, you had a lot of meat. I mean, that's we've talked about this. Like the for the most part there is most of the MCU films go mm. from good to meh, with meh being a predominant portion of, of that whole twenty three films. There right. was like we talked about what was it like the when we ranked them from twenty two down to, to
1: one There's like, only like maybe seven that we like would actually rewatch. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> But that's, that a, really, that's, that's, that's a safe spot to be in, though. But they, from the they, seller's point but MCU, of view... all
0: they do is play it safe with, like, most of their films. The only films that take risks yeah, are ex- often the ones that people like the most.
1: Yeah, but even then, the risks in themselves are like... I mean, you look at the end of Infinity War, that's a cool risk. But it's like, well, what happens in Endgame? As much as I like those films, yeah. it's not much of a risk. Because everyone just comes back to life.
0: Yeah, look, the, the thing is, this... The the continual lineage of the Skywalker story is where this franchise took their biggest misstep. Hmm. The story was conclusively done by episode six. And they
1: completely retcon as well with this film.
0: Yeah. Oh it's just all three of them. Just
1: oh my god.
0: It's like, I, I, I'm i not lying when I say I want to go home and pretend these three don't exist because they basically crystal skull this whole situation.
1: Well, that's the thing. This one, the decisions they make in Rise of Skywalker, and I, we'll get into spoilers in a moment. Yeah. So just, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, be careful. Otherwise, go out and watch it. Wouldn't recommend you watch it, but no, this is like unlike normally when we go recommend, we'll recommend watch this, absolutely watch this. Don't, well, no one's gonna listen to us. They're gonna watch this film. Yeah, everyone's gonna watch it. But the thing is, because of the decisions that this make, this film makes, I can be like, oh, this is the only one of the three I don't like. But on that same token, because of these decisions, you're right, it has an arching effect on not even just its own trilogy, which you're Mm. right, kind of sours the whole trilogy along with this film alone. But the entire saga, to an extent, yeah, like.
0: I think we should get into spoilers now. I think so too. Look, this is honestly... This episode of the podcast was definitely going to lead more into spoiler talk simply because it's the only way of really analysing the the critical flaw with especially this trilogy alone. Yeah,
1: it's hard to talk about without Um, delving
0: into it. And so we recommend that you... We wouldn't recommend the film... But if you would love to get involved in this conversation, we'd recommend you'd watch the film, yeah. I guess. But
1: like it's like I said, no people are gonna watch it. Yeah, no one cares what we think when it comes to Star Wars.
0: <laughs> if you really, this is the part we are definitely going into spoilers. We're here to talk about right. the problems with this film, maybe how we might have addressed
1: them. All right, how we would tackle them. To prepare for spoilers, because I know we could get heated, I brought my Kylo Ren lightsaber. This is it here. This is gonna be our talking stick for the day. <laughs> So, I'm going to leave it here for now, but if I feel like we need it, we'll bring the talk. I don't want to hit the bloody the the rip- keyboard.
0: It's okay. Here, here, give it over here. I've got okay. it over here. I'll put it. Oh, great. Now he's got the talk right stick. It between... was a
1: bad idea. <laughs> right here, <laughs> here, here, here. All um, right. Full spoilers from now on. So, my big issue in terms of souring the whole saga Palpatine's involvement in this film, I don't mind it but the fact that it came in in episode nine out of nowhere with no explanation, I'm sorry, there is no explanation, and is immediately wrapped up within an hour of introducing it in the saga, (laughs) I don't mind the idea that he's the puppeteer across the whole nine episodes. I don't mind that. But they brought it in too bloody late. They brought it in too
0: late. I mean, it really comes back to the thing is that... And this is actually a critical flaw, and I said this to you uh, last night, is Lucas with the prequels, as much as everyone has very negative mm. opinions about the prequels, and they have rightly justified opinions about why the prequels suck in their own ways, but they suck more from a cinematic apparatus point mm. of view, not so much from a story plot point beat point of view. Yeah. Basically, the goal is, how do we get Anakin from a little boy to being Darth Vader by episode four? and Lucas put all three films out on the timeline, and he knew exactly where he needed to get to by the end of the first film, mm. the second film, and the third film. And by doing that, it's why those films, like, I'd be the first and the second kind of suck, but the third one gives you some really decent payoff. Yeah. Sure, I think there still is too much CGI in the third film. It's kind of frustrating. But that last fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan in episode three... That feels like it has weight. I have very few people that disagree that that fight is mm. not really good, and it hasn't carry the weight. And it is honestly, it's mostly the performance of Hugh McGregor that also helps it.
1: Oh, he's so good! Thank he's God, he's brilliant in his own
0: show. And yeah, Thank God, exactly. <laughs> and and then you've got like. Like, honestly, like, they don't... Like, we talked about this. They don't pussyfoot around some of the heavier stuff in that film. Right. The the, the genocide of an entire race of Wookiees. The yeah. genocide of the entire religion of the Jedi. I mean, the kids get killed, and we see kids get killed, and then we have implied even younger kids get killed. Yeah. It's what like... Master
1: Skywalker.
0: I mean, that's... that's It's a dark <laughs> film, but it's a it's a justified dark film, and yeah. it's a step that needed to take place. The thing is, by I the think,
1: end... I think that film's better than Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely, of the Sith. I 100%
0: yeah. agree. Like, I I thought about this last night. And I think oh, I probably still would give Force Awakens and even Last Jedi the benefit of the doubt over Revenge of the Sith, but it would be close. Like, it would be right. close. Um, I think Revenge of the Sith has a really good payoff, and is actually a relatively really well-paced film. Um, it almost negates the two movies that came before it, but right, yeah, you can never well, forget it's, about it's it. Well,
1: it's the most interesting part of of the uh, that plot line is yeah. it's the full frontal of, I don't want to say nudity. It's mm-hmm. the full frontal of Anakin and Palpatine yeah. coming into each other's like collective paths and the it's fear perfect, that Anakin has it's, it's done well. perfect manipulation too,
0: and it's it's very much one of those situations where we know who Palpatine is at that point but the characters in the story don't know. Yeah, yeah We've yeah. worked it out as an audience, and we're seeing that fear and corruption, and we're actually getting quite enveloped in it, and it's really good, because at the end of the day, Not the third film Jedi. is the blow-off film. It's yeah. the film that's supposed to resolve everything or get us where we need to be. Mm. This film has to add a bunch of elements that never existed in the first two films that came before it to try and just get it over the finish line, yeah. because in JJ's head... He thought we were just limping over the finish line, so he was like, "Oh, we got to give him new legs," <laughs> even though the legs were perfectly fine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no real issues, and just the like, honestly, I, like I am legitimately more compelled to watch the prequels now than I am. To watch- you know,
1: you know what? Me too. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and again, as someone who likes the majority of the films from this trilogy, and now the whole trilogy soured as a whole because of where yeah. it ended, everything ended up. You're right. The prequels... The main issue with the prequels, you're right, is, is the actual sort of... It's the performances, the, the technical side of it, the, the green screen and the...
0: Over green screen, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's that stuff that really sounds... I was like, man, these are really poorly put together. But you're right. The stories behind them, fundamentally, uh, you're watching a character descend into being becoming Darth Vader. Yeah. And you're right. And by the third film, he's really kind of picking up his pace. He's really... And it out. we also
0: that. we're also looking at uh, Padme's story arc, which is a little yeah. bit more minor, but uh, Obi wans descendant into the old man that we come to see.
1: Yeah, and his performance incredible.
0: Yeah, from each film, like the
1: mannerisms are so spot on. Yeah,
0: he really knows. I mean, your McGregor. Yeah. What, a, what a surprise! <laughs> <But> <laughs> everyone's everyone's Bay.
1: But yeah, is there's there's narrative or story, then there's yeah. plot, and I think the plot isn't as good as the story in the prequels. I mean, the story, the overarching story, is actually. Makes perfect sense yeah. in a way. It's a little over political for certain people, yeah. And the the films themselves are very but they, political. Yeah, but
0: I kind of need it to be like like I know that first one definitely saturates a little bit too much politics, but they it makes it makes sense i mean how else does a leader descend to power yeah, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a republic i mean if a dictator is supposed to take over how else you're you going to skip all the political jargon that sends him up into power it doesn't really make sense yeah
1: no you got you do have to have that and I, there's probably like a smarter more interesting way to show yeah. it on screen but you're right you need to see it still. yeah so i'm not i'm not yeah.
0: like someone i'm not trying to convince people the this trilogy's better, like good, like as a from a cinematic point of view, but it's it's more cohesive than this one that we've just watched. Yeah,
1: I think and, and we're talking about the prequels and then compare it to the prequels where you know we said the narrative hmm. and the story. The postals? Over there. So is it the prequels well, and the, the postals? No well these are the sequel. The sequel trilogy I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's no, better man, it was prequel postal. <laughs> 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 we could change it. Um no, but to go back to I think the trilogy this one is much better in other ways in terms of... Perf- I think mean, the performances are way better across the board. Of course, yeah, yeah, The effects are way better, like, it, it's... And it's a uh, perfect mix most yeah, of the time. Yeah, exactly, like, even in this film, I loved, like, when we go to that festival planet early on... Yeah. Um, ...where they, they have to seek it in, oh, it's every 42 years, wink, wink, 1977, mm. but... Um, like that was fun because the creatures were dancing like they all looked fun and the way the movement like the animatronics I love all that stuff Yeah, and and the sequel trilogy is way better at doing that than the prequels were you're right it's all mm. CGI it's all like very lazy um, very bad looking CGI but then when it comes to narrative and especially with this last film with its conclusion it's just so this film especially the plot there's so much sidestepping. There's so much weird U-turns and wiggling. That... Unnecessary scenes yeah, that make ex- next exactly. to no sense. It's just... Ah, I never got I it. Mean, like, th- they do so much backtracking with... <clears throat> excuse me. With Chewbacca, where they kill him off and then they don't. In, in two minutes. They, yeah, they, so quickly. Yeah. And, like, I leaned over to you when, when that ship exploded in a ray for a moment. First off, that's when her electric force powers are revealed for the first time, which is like, okay, whatever. But... She, she's like, oh my god, I just killed Chewy, and I leaned over to you, being like, people are gonna be pissed. But in my head, I was like, I kind of like this though. Mm. It's a really crap way to kill off that legacy of bad, the character. Uh, like,
0: but... uh, apart from the initial like shock, you then sit back and go, there's no way they killed Chewy that way. Yeah, blew and him then... up into like a burnt carpet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, come on. That's so bad. <laughs> like, oh, uh, but then you're right, and then two seconds later they bring him back, and guess look what happens? He gets his bloody medal. Yeah, I didn't realize what that was, and then I read it later. That was meant to be the medal from A New, New Hope. Hope, and I was yeah. like, "What? Yeah, who cares? Who weird. honestly cares yeah, about the Wookiee getting the medal? Who genuinely cares? What? Like seventy years later at this point?
0: Well, because because the well, the whole thing is that well, he yeah, never like got one 40. at the ceremony, so he got one there. But it's like.
1: But that literally just proves to me that JJ Abrams is sitting there on a bloody Reddit form. Be like, oh, what do I need to fix? Oh, let's look at these random comments.
0: Really feels like that sometimes. Like,
1: seriously. Calm. No, well,
0: that was the thing. That was my revisit with Force Awakens. As I said to you, there are points where there are plot-intricated throwbacks that are appropriate. For example, the Millennium Falcon uh, sequence on Jakku. The reveal of that. And the reveal of it. That's a really good one because it's like. Because that actually is plot related. It sets Han coming into the story, and as we know, we discover that Han's kid is essentially turned to the dark side, and yep. he's kind of become estranged from Leia because of it. Which, fair enough, I think I'd want a divorce with my wife if my kid turned <laughs> out to be evil. Um, it's like or run off to a deserted island. And yeah, exactly. So it's like, but it was I like, like that. It was definitely like plot related, but mm-hmm. then there would be scenes on the. On the actual like Falcon, and even after the Falcon, where like oh, like, like the, the toys they're playing
1: with sort of. Oh, thing? Oh yeah, and it just be like, hey, you remember this in that film? You remember this in that film? You remember this in that film? And it's like they brought it back in this one, then playing the chess game. I thought it was fine in here because it's establishing that they've got like a routine now, day to day. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, Chewie's cheating. Blah blah. blah. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Most of the scenes, from scene to scene to scene, I was like, this is fine. But the closer you get to the end, the realize the more you realize the the pathways, the ultimate. Yeah. Sort of lead ups where it was like, oh, the chewy death scene went nowhere and he didn't actually die. See, 3 po getting his memory wiped didn't matter because not only has he had it done multiple times, but he gets his memory back anyway. Yeah. So who cares?
0: Literally, no one dies in this film.
1: No one. The only deaths of consequence, if any, is, mm. and we're well on the spoilers this is a point, Kylo at the end. <laughs> Which who cares? I'm sorry, as much I love Kylo Ren and I just wish he was the main villain in this film. Yeah. Well they, they should have up, had I the think. balls to just make him the only villain in this film. No,
0: instead they had to bring back undead empire soldiers. Can we can we
1: acknowledge I, the fact that The Crawl? How bad was the crawl written? What's what's that? Like the opening text. Oh my god, I how was like how bad is that? I
0: when I read that opening that might be the first time I've read an opening crawl and I went, Oh my god, this movie's gonna be bad. <laughs> Like I legit, I feel like I made a sound when I was reading it. I was like, "This is gonna be bad." Like yeah, I know y- this is y- gonna be audible, bad. Your audible like
1: movements and sounds were like <laughs> through just, and through. I was, I just- oh, the 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 reveal of like I was Snoke the whole time. I just looked over. I just saw you like put your palms in your face and me. I was like, "It's or" because I knew that going in. They revealed yeah. that scene in a trailer, mm-hmm. and Kylo turning to the good side. I also knew from like a year or two ago. I read like a report that revealed that. So I always knew from the... Okay, that those are the two things I know are going to happen in this film or will be revealed, I suppose. I but, like how... Uh,
0: I mean, yeah. it just... There was just so much of that where it's like... They literally... Because you can tell what happened was they were like, Disney bought Star Wars and went, we want a new trilogy. Let's get mm. JJ on it. And JJ's like, I have a plan. I have a plan for three films. Totally. I have a van, I have a plan. Get Ryan in the middle. And then he like, set up a bunch of shit and he was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do with this. Ryan, you deal with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, because obviously this this film was going to have a different director. I mean, that's been a lot of people forget. We were meant to have Colin Trevorrow, Jurassic World, to do this film. Imagine.
0: It would have been just as bad. They, he would have just listened yeah. to what
1: Disney asked to do. God, it would have been Some even more soulless than this film is. This is the only film out of the nine main films, it feels like it was studio produced. May, yeah. With the
0: exception of seven, a little bit. I think seven might be a little, a little bit. bit, yeah. I'd give seven that. I feel like... Rogue and, and solo, I'd probably give. Oh,
1: solo, you yeah, definitely. I do not even. I, uh, I really think, think Last solo. Jedi
0: and Rogue One have very, like, they have very identifiable identities. Rogue yeah. One's really dark, and I really like yeah, the tone no, I love in Rogue the boot, One.
1: The boots on ground approach to Rogue One,
0: and that's, like I really like. There's some grit in it, um, and like the way that they. The way they bridge that that film is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I just I like that film, and I'm willing to defend. That's the one film in these. You all would of defend these it movies.
1: as much as I would defend the last year. Yeah, because
0: I think there's justifiable reasons to defend it. And I no. like honestly, I like came around to quite a few of the last. I mean, Jedi I, liked, points I on like I my... like
1: Rogue One better than this film. Rogue One doesn't have any like the stuff I don't like about Rogue One is just stuff that might only just apply to me. Yeah. the fact that I don't care about the characters. That might just be my fault.
0: And I came around. I came around a bit on Last Jedi. Like when I was watching it, I really like uh, some things that were brought into this film further. Like uh-huh. how Johnson introduced the, essentially, it's the phone call between Kylo and Ray. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Rey. yeah the phone
1: call. And I really like that
0: dynamic. Well,
1: Kylo and, uh... wow, sorry, you talking about the Force? Yeah, the Force
0: phone yeah, call. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about that as well. Um, in this film, Jesus.
0: And I really like that dynamic between the two. I like. The fact that if they weren't going to explain who Snoke was, they got rid of him out of the narrative. Right. Um, and they used it as a stepping stone for Kylo's character to, to ascend to Supreme Leader, except for the fact that... that... was also
1: in the crawl. <laughs> Supreme Leader, yeah, Kylo but it's Ren. Yeah, like,
0: but it's, it's stupid because then it goes like... And then they're like, oh, well, there's a mole in the First Order... And it's like, Hux, you look nervous. And it's like, every other person in the room, literally every other person in the room, is not a named character. We've never seen them before. So who the fuck do you
1: think the mole is? (laughs) Is it Phasma? They're going to give her something to fucking do. I'm glad she didn't show up in this film and then die again five minutes in. I, I heard people say, oh, Ryan Johnson wasted Phasma. I was like, what the She was wasted in every yeah, film was. in this franchise. She was, what she are you was. talking about? She walked about? in and
0: she got used and she got thrown in some sanitary in episode seven.
1: Yeah. And then she was back in eight and then she's died in five minutes. They shouldn't... Did it was she not, die? Well, yeah, because she's not in this one. I guess, yeah. She, she fell on the thing of the exploding thing. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, guess, I guess I guess Palpatine fell in the exploding thing that exploded. Yeah, Look mean, even, even bloody Ben Solo gets... Fuss radar over the edge. Right. Well, I mean, that, uh, that was obvious he was going to come
0: back. Yeah, I know. There wasn't, like, a that was. They need their bloody...
1: Ah! Or the... No! Well, they just needed a
0: personal moment between Ray and... Him doing the Force lightning to the sky thing was just so stupid. There were so many <laughs> things that I just, like... They just started... So, that like, the whole thing is, and I brought this up to you last night, in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine talks to Anakin about the Sith having the ability to mm. bring people, like, to save the people they love from death. Yeah. And be immortal and essentially resurrect like and but it's all theoretical. And really what it is is it's Palpatine just playing on Anakin's insecurity to get what he wants out of Anakin. Mm. Because when Padme does get killed by Anakin's hands, Anakin's not strong enough to bring her back. Yeah. And also, neither is Palpatine, he's just full of shit. In this film they just decide, Oh no, Ray and Kylo can heal people. Apparently, they can just force heal people.
1: I didn't mind about the healing so much. I think that was a reference to: Can you heal people in the Fallen Order game that just came out?
0: Yeah, I haven't got that far in. I don't think. Okay, but I
1: feel I feel like that's like a thing. to It's that. a
0: super, like it is something that's like I think they even throw away a one one minute throw away. They do this twice, I think. One in a million line. I think they say it oh, yeah. about that, and they also say it about the hyperspeed jump. Thing from the last film where it's like that shot's one in a million, and it's like, no, it's not one in a million. Actually, yeah,
1: you know, you know the scene when they're hyper jumping like several times, yeah. so that you know that might remind me of the jellyfish level from the Finding Nemo PS2 game. <laughs> like how fast you have to jump from fish to, to jellyfish. I don't know. I didn't mind that sequence. That was fine. Yeah, like I said, the individual scenes are like fine. Mm. It was very hard for me to pick a highlight scene. We'll get to that yeah, later. But but like, like When I sat down for I was like, man, these scenes are all so when, bland. When they it's throw mad. away that,
0: like, when they say, like, when that one character's like, let's do some real damage, we'll just hyperspeed jump and kamikaze into everything, and it's like, and then that person's like, that's a one million shot. It's like, no, it's not. It's, they hyper, they go to hyperspeed in a direction, and if the cruise is big enough, it's going to get, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, it's just like, they both just didn't, like, it's like they, it's like two directors never talk to each other. They were trying
1: to outdo each other. I hate it. They literally are. And that's that's me. I had to explain it because I was talking to my sister about it who saw the film before yeah. me. She always laughs. She always, because of her boyfriend, she always ends up seeing all these nerdy movies before I do, which is always like fascinating to me now. But I got to talk to her today because she's obviously not as aware about the director stuff as we are. And I had to explain to her, I was like, you have two different directors across three films that are trying to eat at each other. Yeah. You have Ryan Johnson wanting you to subvert expectations and do something that we don't expect. And as my, that may be a good thing or a bad thing, whatever it means to you. It's different from what J.J. Abrams wants, who's trying to do the exact opposite. He's trying to appease the fans. And in this one, he was so torn with what to change from The Last Jedi, which the fact that they did any of that, it all pisses me off. Okay, here's, I I want to keep us a little focused on this, yeah, yeah. So, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Let's figure something out. With the Ray stuff... And of course, one of the big... Yeah, okay. I get the talking stick. I get the <laughs> I get the talking stick. So with Ray being a nobody, and that was a huge thing in episode eight. A lot of people didn't like yeah. that. I love that because I was like, great. We get a bigger universe now. Not everyone's from the same family. And it also tells us that the Force is... I'm pointing the bloody lights you now. Uh, the, it tells us that the Force doesn't have to come from this one family. And at the end, we get the kid with the broom. That's our tease there. Yeah. And then it's revealed in this film, she's a Palpatine. She's the granddaughter of Palpatine. Which, look, in theory, I don't mind that. But again, just like Palpatine coming back in the first place, way too late. So who cares anymore? I think
0: it just comes back to... Here you go. (laughs) There's not a... Thank you. um, There's just not any explanation as to there's not a hint that Palpatine has a wife. Or or a partner in the prequels? Oh uh, yeah,
1: we're <laughs> talking about that last time. Like,
0: night. and you think about that, it's like uh, that whole thing. It takes place over like twenty years. Like, then this just goes to show how uneducated these trilogy films were. They were, mm. they had to make up a fact that he, yeah, he had. Not only did he have a son, but his son wasn't force sensitive. He then had a wife, and then they had a daughter, and then that's how we're here now. But it's like basically none of this was planned when episode seven came out and it shows, it this shows. Film, that's the real yeah. core thing is not only it, it's both, both. I think it's like, it's a, this, this trilogy is basically a game of Chinese whispers. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is. <laughs> it's one guy saying one thing yeah. and then the other guy saying another thing. And then the third guy having to interpret what he heard from the first guy, but uh, guessing what the second guy had right, said yeah, yeah. just in case things had changed. That's and you end up with something that's nothing like what we started. Because J.J. didn't know where this film was going when he made Episode 7. He didn't know where the trilogy was going, yeah, unlike with the not. prequels or even the originals. Like, I know the original film was a standalone film.
1: Yeah, there was but, an outline, you're but right.
0: But after, f- after the fact, when they were like, George, your film was really good, make a second film. Make Empire Strikes Back. He then knew, he then took the information he got from his first film, he sat down, and then he designed the next two films. Yep. Integral to that plot. And it's not
1: that hard. (laughs) Like you're holding the lightsaber, I'm sorry. It's all right. (laughs) It's so good. uh... Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's all right. look, I agree with you. Like I said, this this entry sours the rest of the trilogy, which, like, that's the worst thing about it, is that it makes The Last Jedi worse for me. And you're right, it's just two directors just battling out. My idea is better. My idea is better. And now you get this yeah. horrible mix match of... Tr- you're right, I don't want to think about this trilogy anymore because it ruins itself.
0: It's exhausting to think about it. There's like yeah. literally... There will be years to come. There will be political back and forth between these two guys as they get into senile age. And every reporter will be like, so, that trilogy... And they'll be like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it was all Ryan's <laughs> fault. It was all JJ's fault.
1: There's going to be some amazing video essays in the next couple of years. I reckon. I, at the amazing end of the day, it's, it's pretty
0: obvious why this franchise failed. They didn't have a... a there was no a, plan. There was no plan. And,
1: and they picked two directors who, as you put it, the other week, they go together like... Chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. And and they just wanted to outdo each other sort of thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, when you're when you're someone like Johnson, particularly because mm. JJ at this point had had some pretty mainstream successes. Johnson had a f- uh, he was popping up, but he wasn't there yet.
1: Yeah, I think Loop is probably the closest thing he would have done to like a sci-fi representative. So thing.
0: I respect the fact that he gets given a Star Wars movie. He wants to make an impact. Mm. I respect that, but um, whereas JJ was, I mean, people were quoting him as Mini, mini Spielberg f- before. Episode 7. Yeah, because he did
1: like Super 8 and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, JJ's only done like five or six films. Mm. He did the two Star Treks. He's done two Star Wars. He did I mean, Super 8 and, and then what was the other? Cloverfield.
0: Cloverfield. Did Cloverfield. Did he? Yep.
1: Oh. Fair enough. I think yeah, it was, but that it, was his it's, breakout it's, film, was Cloverfield. It must have been, yeah. I know we did Super 8 and then S- Star Trek and stuff. Why does my laptop keep shutting off? I just. It's really no. There's a
0: great example about how you need to, if you're going to have a trilogy, you're have you this, need to. You're have you this need, this need talk to and stick again. You need to plan it out. And if you don't plan it out, you'd, you're just going to be wasting everyone's time because this feels will, like a waste of time. This, at
1: this point. Oh, my left to the side.
0: It's it's infuriating because it's like even cast coming into this film thought this was going to be like oh the fix of remedy film, and I think. Like, some of these actors, obviously, have branched out to do... Re- I think Adam is always going to go new places. Oh, my I God, think yeah, he's great. He's probably going... He's going to get an Oscar nod this year. So I don't think this backstep for him really feels like that much of a backstep. For people like Daisy Ridley or John Boyega, I just can't see them getting past these films. If they
1: don't get into something big in the next couple of years, like something else... Yeah. Because I know, I know Daisy Ridley did that thing with Tom Holland, but apparently that's, like, horrible. Like, mm. the studio won't even release it. It's that bad. Really? So, what was it? Oh, I can't even remember what the name was it. Um, God, it was some sort of, like... It was a thing based on a novel, but it was, like... If you read the logline, see if you can find it. It's Daisy Ridley it. and Tom Holland, and the film has been to come out, like, this year or next year. Read the logline and tell me how horrible that sounds. <laughs> Misogynistic yeah. as well, and horrible. But... Yeah, I think the biggest, I mean, I've said a couple of things already, the biggest, I actually wrote down the opening crawl, because I just wanted to remind you how bad it is. So good. Are you ready? The dead speak, the galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of vengeance in the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. That is the first paragraph of the crawl. And I read that, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Why didn't we see that? Why didn't we see the broadcast of his voice I coming d- out? I, I don't know.
0: They just needed to get straight into it. And fix they needed it. to write Chaos something Walking. on
1: the crawl. I think that's it, yes. Read the log line for that.
0: <laughs> uh, Chaos Walking is an upcoming American science fiction film based in Patrick Ness's 2008 novel, The Knife Will Never Let Go, first part of Chaos trilogy. It was directed by Doug Limon and written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh! Jamie Lindum, Patrick Ness. Oh, there's like 80 writers on it. Charlie uh,
1: Kaufman, that's interesting. Now, I, I'm trying to find... Looks like bad. it's bad. It's... The studio is very concerned about it. Why isn't it coming up on my thing? Because I want to read the actual like plot logline. It's Chasing Chaos, yes? Yes. It's not coming up on my bloody... I got shit internet in here, I must say, but... Do, but... Um. No, that. I mean, you're right. It tells you immediately that crawl. Like, we're in for a bad time. I
0: can't believe they brought back the dead empire people. They're just stupid. They're uh, just, it's exhausting, mate. It's
1: just it's it. There's a lot. All right. So I've got I've got a bunch of points here. Mm-hmm. Usually, I like to organically work the points into that discussion, yeah. but it <laughs> hasn't worked out very well so no, far. No, that's fair. So what what we might do? We might go beat for beat. Basically, I'll ask you a few questions in regards to certain characters and plot points mm-hmm. before we get into our highlight scenes, I'd say. So, why do you get the talking a, stick, right?
0: It's going to be, a, gonna be, be a short, short scene, short highlight scenes.
1: Short, yeah. I, I really struggled last time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. All right. That is my Kylo Ren talking stick. All right. So, I'm going to pose you some questions. Okay. So, in terms of the percentile of characters that were just completely wasted in this film, would you say I was seventy percent, eighty percent, or ninety percent of characters? <laughs> probably like eighty. but probably yeah. I got, there's no real correct answer. I suppose. I think
0: I think Ray gets a conclusive she's, story. Yeah, Kyla gets a pretty conclusive story. Somewhat. Finn gets reduced to this over the top stalker guy that doesn't get the girl and also gets. Paired off from, they pretend like Rose never existed in
1: the first place. Oh my god, yeah, Rose is screwed over in this film. You're right; they are literally strangers in this film. It's just so funny. So like if you if you think seriously... Ryan Johnson wrote a bad character, <laughs> but she
0: was she wasn't a bad character. She just like overcluttered the plot, and that was the thing. One of my big talking points away from Last Jedi was we took the focus away from the central three having their their arcs. Right, yeah, and. I actually think, had Rose died, I said, th- I picture this to you. Honestly. Had Rose died at the end of episode eight, it actually would have been really effective because it would have fueled Finn's mm. heart for the resistance. It would have fueled, he actually grew to care about this person. And,
1: and didn't, didn't she we, uh, died. Didn't we agree that he- Finn should have just been dead in the last film? Yeah. Because he really did nothing in this film.
0: No, he became this over the top stalker person to the character that is by far the most capable. By a proverbial mile. Yeah. To the point where she's meant to be bloody empress. <laughs> empress
1: empress palpit. P- that was amazing. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I was like, oh my god. But um, I don't no, think I am a he, Star Wars fan li- anymore. He literally he literally is there's the whole running thread where he's trying to confess to and Clearly that he like loves her or whatever. Yeah. Never brought up. Yeah. Or never resolved rather. Yeah. Because we have this awkward scene. When after Kylo, Kylo and Rey defeat the Emperor, yeah. or rather she defeats him single-handedly, yeah, because she has two lightsabers now. Mm. I don't really get that. Um, but then he comes back. They heal each other. You made a funny joke that they were just going to keep healing each other and dying and then healing each it other. Out, yeah. Out, yeah, but instead, yeah, they kiss. They kiss, and they- <laughs> we had the one kid in our theater who just know. went. Ew. But it was loud <laughs> enough so everyone heard it. And, and then it we just, started I losing lost it. lost my shit laughing at it. That was so it, funny. You, me, and Jordy, we all lost it. I
0: think it was a few people that like Oh, there was a few. There was, I
1: could tell there were other people around, but that was so funny. Because I thought it was like a young, like a teenage girl who said it. Yeah. And then later I was like, oh, it's probably a kid. But that's too, that makes it even funnier. That's actually. how I <laughs> felt
0: in the scene, actually. So yeah, when a exactly, kid was, I literally it, would have said "ill" loud too. Yeah, that's like, the
1: thing. I can figure like, thinking, like a, a normal adult would even say "ill" to that because that's it's something that's so fan- That's so like, oh look, I'm on Reddit and people want much like people want Hermione and Snape to have sex in Harry Potter. Those bloody weirdos. I actually was they said the same a problem thing.
0: like opposed to it. because I feel like that's what Ryan was setting up a little bit. It, but he was, was setting it up with. There sure. He was setting it up as ben solo and random girl that's force sensitive not palpatine and skywalker because then it gets like weirdly like it's not family oh, but it's practically I just like,
1: realized that it's yeah. kind of
0: like creepy family like it's enough to be a little bit creepy because of how intertwined the skywalkers that's and the...
1: i just realized that. that's gross a skywalker and a palpatine just made out and then the skywalker died yeah in less than a beat later
0: yeah so and it's he like, yeah. like if it was, it wouldn't have been so oh, much wow. ill if it was That's like Ill, if yeah. it was Ray, the unknown origin girl, and then Kylo. But because it was Ray Palpatine and yeah, Ben Solo, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Nom
1: nom nom. <laughs> 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 oh, don't do that sound ever again. Um, oh, and... marriage story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, buddy, he kisses more people in, Sky, in Star Wars than he does in Marriage Story. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's such um, a good actor, too. You know, like, that's Sarah, the only that's thing what Sarah even...
0: said after yeah, I yeah. watched the film and I hated it. I was like, oh, she's like, she like, oh, poor Adam Driver. And I'm like, brush, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> like, right. he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I thought, you're right, those two, I thought every single new character and every single reintroduced character was completely useless. I thought oh, yeah. Finn was useless. He might as well have just died at the end of The Last Jedi. Yep. And then just not being in this film because yeah. he clearly had no purpose whatsoever. Um, I thought Lando being in this film there was no point to Lando being. Yeah. What's What's the point? He needed
0: to be in all three. If all, he was gonna yeah, be, yeah. if he was gonna be somewhere, he needed to be in all three.
1: All the new characters, like the girl that um Poe runs into on that planet, who tries to entice him to leave, and it's like Poe is literally always being with the five this, minutes like,
0: ago she was trying to kill him.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then now all of a sudden he's like tempted God, to leave. God, it's with like me. what? Yeah, so that was like I don't care about any of these characters. The new girl that we thought was Lando's daughter, but no, is just another tr- st- mm. stormtrooper runaway. But they also didn't up that. She's oh, there's just a fact about this character, but there is no character. Yeah. Like all the new characters, including the new droids. And I like I like the droid. I like the little creepy keech- creature that. Tampers with C. Pri's memory. Bleh. Like, yeah. Eh, I'm Like, all the animatronics. I love that stuff. I love all the, the practicality of yeah. making those things for the, the mise-en-scene yeah. of the of the film. But the characters don't mean anything. And even Leia. Leia is so awkwardly... Inco- like, I knew they were going to do deleted scenes and stuff, but that was so... The writing was garbage. Yeah. Like, the scene when Ray goes up to her and she's like, oh, I'm going to go and find this thing. I'm going to go find this MacGuffin or whatever. And then she's just like, what does she say? She's like, oh, no, you're not allowed to, or something like that. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to do it anyway, and walks off. It's like, great, they just had one line of dialogue from Carrie Fish. They needed to put it in there yeah. somehow. That's how they did it. Pretty much. So, I don't mind, we talked about this, I don't mind how she goes out. Yeah, it's pretty- just Distracting Kylo. Works. but Similar to death to there's Luke. Just, there's but, nothing
0: for me- there's just nothing in this for this. I can't find anything yeah. in this film because they're even like.
1: There's nothing I could... really like, but there's nothing I really hate either.
0: Yeah, I'm just left with this real. Uh, Star Wars used to be fun. I used to love Star Wars.
1: You know what's weird? I just realized this. Yeah. If she did that to save Rey or to turn, why didn't she just do it before her husband got bloody stabbed in the chest? Yeah. Why didn't she just do that to save her husband? Because, Jake, 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 these three films, they're not
0: a trilogy. They Mm. are three separate films that have nothing to do with each other.
1: They might as well be at this point. Do you have any more points to throw my way? Yeah, let's let's see what I got here. Because I don't... I mean, we're just trashing this film, and the fact of the matter is you're right. I really can't think of anything I generally... Other than, like, the animatronics and the fun stuff. Um, Even the soundtrack. Like, John Williams is is amazing, but I just... I was expect based on all the hype going into this, I was expecting some amazing, you know, interweaving of, like, all the other soundtracks. And they're there. Yeah. I don't know if they were that cleverly used. She has,
0: like, an Avatar moment where she has all the voices of the Jedi that come before and it's, like, oh, from yeah. the Avatar. I
1: looked at the IMDb for that. Like, apparently Mace Windu's voice yeah. is in there at some point. Yoda, I mean, Yoda, of course, is in there. Um, both both obi Ones, the Alan Guinness mm. and Ian McGregor, obi Ones, were in there, but they were in the... Episode seven flashback two, so that's not a surprise. Yeah. Um and of course and of course um bloody Hans Solos in this film.
0: Surprised he's not cooked.
1: How did they get him in this? I don't know. How much money did they pay him? That's that's absurd. So uh, like
0: we will give you fifty kilos of weed if you come on set and do this one <laughs> scene.
1: <laughs> and he was like Alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly what it felt like. It was just, it was just amazing. Um, ben, I love you. Could oh, you say that with a little bit more
0: feeling, please, Harrison?
1: Let's talk about um, the how force powers are used, because we talked about. You're right. The, like the commun the force communication that was done in Last Jedi. I love the way it was used in Last Jedi, mm. where bits of matter would like transfer over. I think they took it way too far in this film. Really? First off. The the shot reverse shot, that was what was so clever, how simple it was before mm. that it's a shot, like we see Kylo in his place, we see Ray and her wherever she is, and that's that's the shot reverse shot. And we, we know filmic language to understand that. In this one, JJ Abrams like, Oh, we're gonna make it more interesting. So now Kylo Ren is in the same frame with Ray and they're having an actual lightsaber fight. Yeah. I was like, that it's too confusing. Cause then for a minute, I was like, Wait, did he just teleport there? Oh, no, no, he's still on that planet, but it's like because they're trying to make he's it
0: fighting the air, yeah, he's exactly. Basically fighting the and, air, yeah.
1: And, and they literally teleport from one, like, it was yeah. just like, No, you, you messed it up. The simplicity of it was what worked last time. Now it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. I like that her knocking her over the helmet tells her, tells him where she is. I yeah. like that stuff. Well, that was very clever.
0: Like, I liked them getting to a point where they could be more physical with each other, but not to the point where they could have a lightsaber fight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, when he yeah. goes
0: to grab the necklace to find out where they are. That's fine. That's a good one. I good, love that. That's a yeah. good example.
1: But like, physically having a fight, and then he's like, oh, I'll go up there and tell you myself. It's like, well, why do you need to? You clearly have as much power
2: <laughs> through yeah.
1: here that you might as well just be up there. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like... <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> this the, bullshit. The other film that I liked and didn't like was when, at the very end, she passes on the lightsaber to him through that force connection, which I thought was very clever. Example. But then I realised, wait, did she just manifest a second lightsaber?
0: Like no, she always had two.
1: Uh, I suppose
0: she had Leia's and Luke's uh, lightsaber.
1: Uh, that's you know you know what it should be. It should have been that she passed the one lightsaber that she has, and then they have to tactically share the one lightsaber. So they're basically Force-Front. Kind of like the way she throws it to him in the throne room for that final kill. Yeah. But they could have done it using Force powers. I hated, that been I more hated cool. the
0: fact they brought back Knights of Ren and they just called them oh, ghouls. Oh, yeah, another
1: bunch of characters with no purpose.
0: No. Nah. They were just bodyguards, essentially. Glorified yeah. bodyguards.
1: Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. All right. The, you... the, the relationship between Ray and and Kylo was always the most interesting part. Well, of the Ryan thing.
0: killed all of them, and he killed them defiantly, like in, in, What's in this? the throne room, Knights like in, of Ren. Yeah, the Knights of Ren. They were all killed in the throne room, like and no, some the, of Those weren't put... the Knights of Ren. Yeah, they were.
1: No, they weren't.
0: Yeah, those throne room guards were.
1: No, but why would they attack Ren though? If he because killed they
0: Snoke? were under the order of Palpatine or Snoke.
1: I thought they were. What, no, they're the Imperial guards. No, no
0: they're the Knights of Ren.
1: Okay, I thought they weren't the Knights of Ren.
0: Yeah, they were. That's why they've got very similar ref- re- weapons in this uh, one, but they're, like, slightly changed to be more ghoulish. And ghoulish. that's the whole thing when they walk past and they're like, they're the Knights of Ren, they're ghouls, referring to their undead. Ah, uh, They're not human anymore.
1: Ah, uh, That's dumb.
0: Very dumb.
1: So, so much of this film is so... Dumb. Yeah. Um,
0: Pacific Rim was more engaging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, the one with John Boyega in it? No, the other one,
0: <laughs> the one with the bloody can't even remember his name, but the the one that Benicio del
1: Toro did. The first Pacific oh, film. okay, the first. But yeah, like they shot it one.
0: like awesomely, so good,
1: so good. This film wasn't didn't look as nice either. This yeah. film looked flat half the time. There were two shots in particular. I want to see if you noticed this. Mm. There's a real tight frame on C-3PO when he goes over to say goodbye to R2, which is a point of the scene now because yeah. he never had to say goodbye to him. Goodbye. But yeah, I got to say and bye my to my friends. friends. Um, <laughs> God, that's so pointless. Since he just gets his memory back anyway, what was the point of him? Whatever. Um, that was a. Do you remember that? How tight that angle was? It was mm. like it was kind of just yeah. above his head, looking down. But it was yeah. so tight. And then there's another one of of the emperor in. I just knocked the mic. The emperor in like his hologram form. Mm. Very tight, weird. Clo- it was just weird shots.
0: Yeah, that's some weird shots. Yeah, felt like a real hodgepodge mess. I
1: time. I don't know, man. Those those were just super weird. Do you want to move into highlight scenes? Um, basically, yeah. I want to because I didn't want to forget. I come okay. we in on recording or not when I said, but basically, the the LGBT kiss at the end. No. So you got to talk about this. Right. So I was watching a few reviews and someone mentioned something. I was like, holy crap, that's what happened. So because I actually heard going into the film there was an LGBT kiss yeah. in the film, and I thought it was going to be bloody Poe and Finn. I thought they're bickering of like, oh, what what, what do you need to tell her, huh? What's so important? Like, I thought that was all going to lead to a big, no, but I love you. I love you kiss moment. But instead, it's two random girl characters. We, like, like, never CD, met.
0: I, one of them has like a couple of lines.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Just, ran, okay, well, like a random they're, thing. Like, I didn't know who they were.
0: One of them I didn't know. The other one, she was like Leia's right-hand woman. Ah, okay. There, like, on the crew.
1: Well, the reason that it's such a weird sort of... It just cuts to them in their own frame. Like, they could have done it on any day, that shot. Um, is because... And someone pointed this out, this is absolutely true. They could keep that shot in there for, like, the North American, Australian markets. But when they put the film over to Asian markets, they can easily take that one shot out Mm -hmm. of the montage. And I was like, holy shit. That's exactly what they're going to do. Oh, my God. So,
0: yeah. Hope you're happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Disney uh, did we, it good. We've, talk, we've talked about this from plenty. Oh Let's get in the highlight scenes. Um, what was your highlight scene, Zeke, like, if any?
0: Maybe actually that sequence when she actually beats the Emperor, I guess, and the voices of the Jedi are telling her to get up. That's pretty all right.
1: Yeah. it's <laughs> See how
0: indifferent we are right now? <laughs> that, that scene. Because every other scene that's kind of like cool, has something equally as what? Like, the big one is, like, when, like, they arrive to that planet, so she's going to get the triangle thing to locate where the Emperor is. Yeah. It's called, like, a Sith Pathfinder.
1: I thought it was called a MacGuffin MacGuffin.
0: It's a MacGuffin MacGuffin. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And she goes, it's on that ship, and the waves are, like, 50-foot waves. Oh, my God, yeah.
1: How did we forget
0: this? And they go, and then our new introductory character is like, yeah, it's cool. We're cool with you but you can't travel there right now because the waves are too crazy because that would be crazy. Yeah. But Ray goes, fuck that, I'm going there, I need to get there, I need to get there fast and it's like, we sort of believe it but we see her noticeably having a struggling time to get there but because she's a Jedi, we give her the benefit of the doubt, you know, she's probably got some dexterity and some sweet moves and stuff like that. But then basically the Finn, Finn has a weird fallout with Poe because Poe's like, bro, we've got to wait. And he goes, no, we're not going to wait. You don't understand. And then, then he goes like, i oh, What I'm was not, that? You don't I'm... understand.
1: See what I mean? That's why I thought they were going to lead into that, like a dumb, but whatever kiss.
0: And But it was all like, and then it turns to Poe like, po going like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Like they said, we can't go. And he's like, you you're not Leia. And he's like you're goddamn right, you're not Leia. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be Leia. He could be another dude. Yeah, I don't
1: know what that... The dialogue is not good. In the, yeah. the script is really bad.
0: Yeah, And, like... But then it leads to, like, she's like... There's a... Like, the chick that literally said, the water's too high. We have to wait till morning. Then goes, oh, there's another skimmer. And then they get there. No the trouble middle, whatsoever. No trouble whatsoever. And it's like, then why did five minutes ago you say that we couldn't We get have to there? wait
1: till morning... But then half the characters with no effort or no effort with no problem whatsoever get over there. Yeah. And now she's fighting Kylo, and he has to be like Ray. And it's like she he, and he, he just, just gets. My, the he should have just died in episode eight. Yeah. It would have been a better character. Because they didn't
0: know what to do with any of the characters. Because none of it was planned out. Oh,
1: none of it was planned that, out.
0: That my heart scene probably be the cool bit with all the montage and the voices, and I was like, oh, this is an Avatar moment. It felt like an Avatar moment.
1: My highlight scene. I'll I'll grab the toy. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Thank you, thank you. I got to talk about my highlight scene, holding this thing. <laughs> um, this you was re- this was really hard. Yeah. This was really hard, and had to think of a scene that I liked more than just it exists. You know what I lean towards, and I'm not even happy with this decision, is the scene when they all fall through the tunnel, and it's like the whole clans together. You got you know Ray Poe Finn. Yeah. Um, wait. C-3PO, yeah, Ray Poe Yep, exactly. Chewbacca, C3PO. And it's like okay, the whole gang's here. That's cool. And then C3PO. I actually thought the humor was probably the best across the three here. It was it was very subtle. Yeah,
0: C3PO was really funny.
1: In the yeah, first he part. was so funny in this film. He's like, oh, n- not that anybody asked, I'm fine too. He's like that was funny. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. That makes sense. Uh-huh. So I thought this was probably the the best humor in any of the films because there was so little of it. And
0: yeah, it didn't go over the top. Yeah, they exactly. weren't like. Prank calls to the general of the yeah, Imperial exactly. fleet. Or...
1: Probably the only like cringy one was like, Oh, they fly now. And it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. Like in the context of the film, they just kind of it was eh, they said that, whatever. Yeah, this was a hard one to pick. Maybe but then again, I don't even like this. The the CGI young Luke and Leia training. Because if you go on Reddit forms, everyone's like, Oh, but Leia's not a skywalker. So it's like, oh, we have to show them training. Do you remember that? I mean, it cuts back to like then young, or when she gives, or when he. No, because she fears that her son's
0: going to die, or something like that. It was some weird convoluted reason why she stopped training too. I'd have to. I'm not going to rewatch this film though to check it. But it was something to do with. Go
1: back to the cinema watch this.
0: It was something to do with the fact that she stopped training because she feared something for her son. Something. Right. Even Because though... it was
1: it was Mark Hamill who's of course back in this film and literally be like, I was wrong in the last film. Oh my god. I was line. wrong, Ray. Here you go. It's like, oh shut up. Anyway, look I get it. That was his arc. That is the mindset he's in, but man, the way he's told to deliver that scene. Jesus Christ. Zeke's having a bloody <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's oh, like, what man. a waste of six hours this is. I think I might be more compelled to watch The Hobbit trilogy than this.
1: <laughs> I like parts of The Hobbit trilogy. At least that, for any someone, doesn't ruin the other two. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's just boring, d- the last film. Jeez. Yeah, no. Nah, um. At least Mark Hamill gets something to I mean, I knew he was gonna.
0: Well, that bit when, like, he, like, force pulls just like Yoda did in Episode 5. His oh, explica- the- I hated that. Because all I thought to myself is, why is that in the water?
1: Yeah, I thought the whole reason it was submerged... It's, in- Luke it's because Luke crashes it yeah, into the planet. It's because that he couldn't use it again. Yeah. That was the whole point. Like, he crashes it... He was it on the island. When- he crashes... You're right. Purposely, so we can't use it again. So we stuck.
0: Yeah, yeah he's stuck... By, well, yeah, he accidentally crashes when he's l- landing because it's such a dense jungle. Luke just put his in the water because for the fuck of it.
1: Yeah, he literally, like, this is my excuse to not leave this island.
0: But it's like, you could just put it in a hangar somewhere and just not go to the hangar, bro. Like, <laughs> you're putting
1: it underwater? That's, like, not good for the environment, man. <laughs> <sighs> what, for the planet with one person living on yeah, it? that's true. <laughs> he drinks titty milk. I'm sure the planet's fine <laughs> with one ship in the water. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even like that CGI because it was again, it was just like, "Hey, look, we can do it." There's young Luke, and it's a dark scene, so you can't tell how bad the CGI is. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my review of Last Skywalker.
1: Yeah, it. I wouldn't. I. I think the film is like a very cut for two and a half stars. Very average. It's not bad. But it becomes bad in context of the rest of the trilogy. See,
0: I think you're too generous. I gave this flat two, was right. pushing for a one and a half, I think. Films oh, like this, man. they yeah. are unacceptable with the money thrown at them. <laughs> They're unacceptable.
1: No, you're right. It, the scripts can't be this bad, considering how many people, how much money is going into this thing. Yeah. Did they not think that? Did they not be like, oh, maybe c 3 should have his mind wiped and, and, that, and that's it? Mm. But we It's so the same spend thing I have the with the Lion it It's like
0: they're unacceptable for the money that you throw at them. Mm. So, fair Rise enough. Rise of Skywalker. Currently out in cinemas
1: everywhere. <laughs> you're going to watch it, much due to our recommendation of not watching it, but I just that's the biggest crime. It sours the whole trilogy and you're right, it feels like a waste of time. Absolutely. As someone who loves, really likes Force Awakens and loves Last Jedi, this film tarnishes the whole trilogy. Yeah. And you're right, I want to watch the prequels again. I want to watch Return of the Sith. I'm actually keen to rewatch that film.
0: Yeah, No worries. Well, moving on, Jake. What's new in cinemas this week?
1: Uh, quite a bit. Now that the Star Wars kerfuffle's out of the way, uh, the other studios are to, they're keen to get their movies out. So what we saw two weeks ago at a previous screening, Jojo Rabbit is now out in Australian cinemas on Boxing Day. You so can check
0: out our Episode 48 review of that absolutely.
1: film. That is a film we absolutely recommend you yeah. watch. A million times better than what we just walked out of. Uh, and again yeah you're right episode 48 we can listen to our thoughts on that Jumanji the next level gotta watch the first one me I re- too because we've heard good things yeah and I'm Karen Gillan is in is it She's Jack awesome. Black's
0: last performance apparently
1: oh yeah that's sad that's a bit sad yeah you you asked if that was Karen Gillan playing one of the, char- the new characters in Star Wars mm. and I don't think it was because I went through the IMDb's and I didn't see her name oh okay But that was not about you. I think it was spot on with like her voice. Yeah, I could see why you would come to that conclusion. Um, Cats. Heard uh, this has been universally
0: panned. Yeah, this is gonna get the Razzie, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it will. Good call.
0: That's my Razzie prediction. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Although I think Rise of Skywalker
0: might be in contention for something there. Oh
1: God, it probably it probably won't get a. Uh, who knows anymore? Cat. I, I'm more morbly curious about cats, so we'll see. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is getting some awards buzz, I believe. A romance blooms between a partner and her subject, a bride to be. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Between a painter and her subject, a bride to be. In this historical romance.
0: Oh, that sounds cool.
1: Yeah, no. I think it's like a historical sort of. I'd vibe that. Period piece. We'll see. I I will catch it if I find it sorry we missed you which is Ken Loach directs the story of a modern day English family struggling to get past looming debt brought on by the 2008 financial crash hmm. so sounds interesting too and finally the truth which is uh let's see it's Catherine Denver uh Juliet's boat uh, and Ethan Hawke uh, in a messy family reunion drama hmm
0: Interesting, interesting. So a few well, things this week, a few things. None of those films are the ones we are watching next week on the show.
1: <laughs> but it's like yake. a habit. to do that now. What are we watching? Well, for our first pre-recorded the show, we're going to do mm. a bit of a classic in the director's corner. Next week, we're watching The Shining.
2: What did you do? He killed you and Danny. You did this, thing, didn't you?
1: Jack and his family move into an isolated hotel with a violent pass. Mm, living in isolation, Jack begins to lose his sanity, which affects his family members.
0: This film was directed by Stanley Kubrick and is our 10th Director's Corner. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty awesome. That is
1: cool. No, I'm but, uh, very
0: keen to see this film.
1: Yeah, so um, as we established earlier in the show, uh, the next six episodes from 50 to 55 are pre-recorded. We've already done them. Yes. So this is... Uh, let's sh- let's shake hands, Zeke. Yes, that is, uh, we have recorded 55 episodes this year of the show. It has been a great 55 weeks with you, Jake. It has uh, been yeah. an
0: experience that has both been enriching, entertaining, and most of all, fun.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad I get to spend every week with you. Yes. And well, you've got uh, six
0: weeks away from me
1: now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I was just saying, I can't wait to not talk to anyone for six weeks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Who else am I going to talk to? I can write my scripts in peace. <laughs>
0: Oh, geez. oh you, so you can ride in peace in isolation.
1: Ah, oh, now you, you <laughs> freaks me out, to be honest. <laughs> Especially given the
0: pre-recorded intro that we've got teased. Oh, next. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Yeah, if you, if you are able to, just listen to the first 30 seconds of the next episode to understand uh, what's happened to our writing stuff. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Oh well, I can't wait to. Um, good luck on your trip, sir. Thank you. Have thank a fun you. time. Beautiful Canada and I'm very New York much looking and everything. To it. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I'm looking forward
0: yeah. to uh, taking the camera and having a bit of fun with it.
1: Oh, got a few ideas be. in mind. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, you take that damn camera. I want to see what you get up there.
0: No worries. Well, uh, to our audience, thank you for joining us, and thank you for being here for, for the Cinema Side year. Show. Yeah, it was a wonderful year. We love every bit of support we get. The next couple of weeks, we have some cool things in store, Mm. some reflective stuff, and some awards to give out ourselves. Oh,
1: man, I can't wait for people to hear that.
0: Yeah, no (laughs) worries. But thank you for joining us for the Cinema Sideshow Podcast.
1: I was Zeke. And I was Jake.
0: And we'll catch you next week with The Shining.